Hello and welcome to another episode of Having a Chat. My name is Tommy Kasher, and today I'm chatting with Danelle Wallum. Danelle Wallum, thank you so much for giving me some of your time, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, mate, I reckon you're possibly the first person that has asked me how I'm going, so I appreciate that, and I'm going really well. Uh, First question I always ask is, what did you have for breakfast? Um, This morning, I just had a coffee and some berries. It wasn't very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) How do you have your coffee? Just straight black. Straight black. My girlfriend has the long blacks, and I can only do a piccolo. That's about as tough as I can get. Unless it's made from like um, a cafe or something, I'll have a latte or something. But yeah. So with the berries, though, do you are you not starving like yeah. two hours later? Well, no, because I go to work, um, work for two hours, then I have smoke break, and that's when I eat my breakfast because it's still early in the morning. And then two hours later is lunchtime, so it's the coffee keeps me going. So what time? <laughs> what time are you getting up for work at the moment? Um, waking up at five in the morning um, to be at work by six to start by six. So. Okay, and how's that yeah. going? Are you like a morning person? <laughs> no, I'm not a morning person, <laughs> which is why I skip breakfast. Um, and then if I've got time in the morning, I'll take some fruit or something, and that will be breakfast. <laughs> so, okay, I guess in the research that I did, um, 2019. Was your first season in the WANL? Is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Australian so, League. Yeah, and you were with the West Coast Warriors. I guess this is a yes. You can choose to go as deep as you want here, but how much has your life changed in the past three years since you made that decision to play in the West Australian Netball League? Yeah, it's changed so much. Like my whole perspective on life, um, like what I want in life um you know I thought I was going to be going to Warriors um play netball and just that would be a bit of fun on the weekends um but it turned out it um it's what I want to do you know for a living so um yeah I didn't know I wanted to play netball so bad and then you know give it a go and that was it so how far into that journey with netball did you realize that it is something that you really wanted to chase yeah, I think it wasn't until the following year when I got picked to play against Fever um, in a preseason game. So it was like a mixed All Stars team against the Fever squad, um, and that was like at RAC Arena in front of like thousand odd people, and I was like really nervous. And then when I finally got out there and played against Courtney Bruce, I kind of eased into the game, and I was like, "Wow, this is what I want to do." Is it kind of like when you get out there on court? As someone who's never sort of played any elite kind of sport, when you're nervous in the build-up, is it because you're thinking about the game and then when you get out on court and the game starts and the whistle goes, do you just forget everything and it's almost like muscle memory kicking back in once the game starts? You forget everything? Yeah, it is. Um, I always think like, oh, what if what if I don't do this? What if I miss my shots? What if I can't hold the player and the player holds me? And then that kind of like gets me going, gets me nervous before the game. And then I get out there and it just sort of comes naturally in a way. I'm just like, I just do what I do. And then I I feel better. 
<laughs> so you've got a basketball background, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, played just a bit of state league here. So what then got you across to playing netball? Uh, yeah, so what I had stopped playing basketball like at least seven years ago now um, and because I moved up to Perth um, for work and then um, Daniel Cools, he plays um, in the West Australian Netball League for the men. Um, he just asked me to go and play um, in his, oh, it's like a, like a rep team. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. He was coaching it. So he asked me to go and play, went and played there. And then at the end of the season, he was like, why don't you go and play, you know, West Australian Netball League? Like, I was like, oh, don't really know much about it. I knew there was a league. I didn't know anything about it. So he pointed me in the right direction. And then, yeah, just kind of went from there. Um, I do remember like messaging him, I think a day or so before, the tryouts for Warriors being like, oh, maybe I won't do it. Um, I'm not fit enough. I'm just not really into it. And then he was like, well, just go to the tryouts. You don't know, you know, you might like it. You've got nothing to lose. And then I thought, yeah, why not? And then, yeah, it just kind of went from there. So once you got there and you started playing in your first season in the West Australian Netball League, how far – now, I know, you know, athletes don't generally like to talk themselves up. But how far into the season did you get of the top competition in WA for you to realise, like, yeah, shit, I'm actually pretty good at this? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think it was maybe when um, when I won the Jill McIntosh medal. So at the end of the season, um, yeah, I won the Jill McIntosh medal. And then I think that's when I sort of clicked, like, well, yeah, I can maybe go to that next um, that next level in netball. So I just thought, like, yeah, you know, I was kind of different to the normal netball. So I didn't know if that's what anybody was looking for. Um, it turns out, you know, it was all right. Yeah. Oh, well, you're definitely being humble there. You're definitely more than all right. So a couple of years in the West Australian Netball League and then that's taken you to last season where you spent um, the, well, the year, I guess, the season over in the Vitality Netball Super League. Going from WA yeah. to Leeds, how long did it take you to adjust to the cold over there? Um, it took me probably like the first two months of being there. Um, <laughs> forget, like you have to just layer up everywhere you go. And I would just wear a hoodie and then the girls would be like, oh, you might be a bit cold. And I'm like, I've got into the habit of being like, am I dressed up enough to go outside? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then in the end, you know, you just, yeah, end up wearing bloody everything <laughs> yeah um i loved it though i'm not i not a fan of winter here in australia but over there it was amazing so what what did you like about it over there this was it the snow like a different element to it, it than you would have got um, yeah i think just how different like it is like experiencing the snow for the first time um and also it doesn't rain i think it's the rain that puts me off um all the time there's so much rain here like, it does rain a lot, but not like it does here. Okay. Um, it just, yeah. It's just, and everything is pretty over there with the snow and stuff. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, now that hopefully these borders are opening up, I'll have to get over and check it out. But in, in your yeah. season, your last season with Leeds, so you only ended up playing 11 games because you did break your arm. But yeah. with those 11 games, you won Fan Player of the Year for the v Vitality Netball Super League. 
as well as the fan player of the year for the Leeds Rhinos. So basically, if you played the whole season, you would have won probably the MVP for Leeds, the MVP for the league. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel, uh, though? That was... Sorry? Yeah. No, you go. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was actually shocked that I had won that. But um, the fans over there, like, they're just crazy about the sport and they get so involved. And, um, yeah, it's awesome that they, um, you know, voted for me. I felt pretty good. I was like, oh. <laughs> now. You know, it means a lot because obviously it's hard for them. They couldn't come to any of the games, so they could only watch online um, most of the season. So um, for them to, you know, pick me in my first season as well, um, you know, that was it meant a lot to me. Did it really fill you with confidence that you were in the right place? Yeah, definitely did, yeah. So how did you adjust to your first season in like a professional netball environment? Obviously going from... You know, everyone in the West Australian Netball League is still, I guess, working jobs and all that sort of stuff. But over in Leeds, it was more of like the professional setup. Yeah, it was um, Dan Ryan. He created a like a really good high performance program for us. So um, that was something that I wasn't used to. So it took me a while to get used to it. Um, but in the end, I really enjoyed it. Um, I did have a lot of spare time on my hands like, after training and stuff. But um, yeah, just going, like, gym every day, like, that was something I'd never done. You know, um, going into netball, we only trained twice a week and that was it. So um, I was a little bit nervous about going into it and, you know, not being, like, fit enough or whatever, but you just, you just like, get used to it and it just comes, like, second nature. So having not, um, I guess, been in the professional environment and in the gym for training for netball, did you come out of that setup? loving a particular workout in the gym? Are you a machine on the bench press, your squats, your deadlifts? What are you uh, What are you dominating? No, actually, I didn't. I mean, I liked it, but I wasn't, like, passionate about it. Okay. <laughs> um, I did, however, break my arm. I did a lot of bike sessions, so and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Oh, see, I struggle on the bike. I just can't get – I'm just like – I guess with running – my mindset is like, well, if I go halfway, I turn around and come back. But on a stationary bike, I find it too easy to just be like, oh, well, I can get off now. Like five minutes, that's long enough. Yeah. No, I just put on a good playlist and I just like go for it. And um, we had like sort of different programs every time. So it wasn't doing the same sessions um, every time you went there. So that was cool. That's important. What kind of playlist are you rocking for your gym tunes? Um, I like a bit of like island music, um, a bit of rap, um, yeah, mostly R&B stuff. So. Do you reckon after this you can share your playlist with me so I can try and get pumped up? Yeah, I could try to send you one, yeah. I actually think I named it like Grind Time or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How good. That's awesome. Um, now, how much did you grow on a personal level? during your time in the UK? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. And I think that was um, something that was very important to me. Like I remember um, like going over there, I was so shy. Um, when I first got there, I like barely spoke to the girls because like I'm just a really shy person. It takes me a while to warm up um, just because I get really nervous and stuff. But 
by the end of it, I, you know, was I just come out of my shell. I felt confident over there, like comfortable. Um, like it, yeah, I was like where I was meant to be and everything. I was just, yeah, really happy over there with my life. So, um, yeah. What, I just think the biggest thing was that I think I came out of What do you think brought you to do that? Like, did you spend the first little while, you know, after training, going straight into your room and spending time on your laptop or your phone or whatever, and then was it a certain event that happened that made you be like, no, mate, like, I'm over here, I've got to get out and evolve or whatever? Um, Yeah, no. So I lived with four, yeah, yeah, four other teammates. um, And during pre-season we got... Uh, we had to isolate a few times so it would literally be like the five of us in one house for like 10 days so really we had no choice but to interact with each other because we had nothing else and I think you just get to know people more like in those situations and then you sort of feel comfortable to kind of you know be yourself and you know just yeah be free I guess just yeah, you're comfortable and you can open up on things. And then that kind of helped me take that to training to the rest of the group. So I was like, um, you know, a bit of a bubbly personality then. Um, and then I guess that helps on the court as well. How much of an influence did your coach Dan Ryan have on you? Obviously, he's Australian. He was over there too. So he might have, he would have, I guess, been away from his family. And yeah, yeah. How, how much of a help was Dan? Yeah, a big help. He was um, a bit like a mentor as well over there. Um, obviously, him being over there and he's been away from his family for so long. Like, um, yeah, he just gives good advice and everything he does. And, you know, I spend Christmas Day with him and whatnot. So, him and his partner. Um, and so, yeah, we just, I kind of got to know him as well away from netball. Mm. Um, and then I think that just really helps, you know, you know, you form a friendship with your coach. Um, and then you've got, yeah, it just, I think it helps the connection. And then kind of got this like whole other respect for each other, not just as like um, athlete and coach. Um, so you've got like a friendship as well, which I thought was really cool over there. Um, and I think I needed it as well because I was like putting all my faith in him going over there and, and whatnot. And I think he even like, the stuff I learned from him about netball was like, you know, simple things, but I hadn't, I've only been playing for a couple of years, um, like competitively. So I didn't really know these things. And then to me, I was like, oh, also, I was like, oh yeah, I'm good place. Um, you know, I'm where I'm meant to be again. So yeah, he really, he really helped um, with the journey over there. Did you get him anything for Christmas? Did you get him a nice present? Did he get you one? Um, I think he got me a present actually. I only had just been over there for a couple of weeks at that stage and I didn't go out anywhere. That makes sense. Are you on Twitter at all? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Have you come across the huge netball fan base that is on Twitter? Um, I do I do see I'm new to Twitter. I knew about it in lockdown and I made a profile and I'm kinda new to it, but I do see people's comments and tags and stuff and so, the reason I bring up Twitter is because this is the first episode where what I've done is I've gone to Twitter and I've enacted the help of someone named Georgia who's big in the Nepal Twitter community. 
and I've got her to ask you a question. So she's recorded as a video, and what I'm going to try and do is share my screen with you so you can see the video that she's recorded recorded. where she's asking you a question. Now, bear with me. (laughs) Hopefully this works. Hi, Danelle, and hi, Tommy. Thank you for having me on the show. My name is Georgia, and I've got a couple of questions for you, Danelle, about netball rules because there's so much talk at the moment about rules in netball. So my first question is, if there was any rule that you could change, adapt, modify, what is it and what would it be? Did you get that? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I think over a third, like I don't get why we can't just skip that centre third. Like what's the big deal about it if you're on a long but that's that's the basketballer in me talking. Yep. Oh, I love it. Imagine if, like, imagine if your keeper could get a, a feed into the circle. Like, that's impressive. If if a if a keeper can do it, let him do it. Like, especially if you're one point down, you got the super shot, five seconds to go, and the keeper just hurls it long, get a two point up. That's exciting netball. <laughs> yes, I love that. That's fantastic. Okay. Now, let's go with question two. Let me try and share this again. My second question is more of an idea and a concept rather than just a question. But how would you feel if Netball introduced, like, its own version of the NBA slam dunk competition where it's more about, like, trick shots and stuff? And do you think you would win it? Because I think you would. Thoughts? I mean, I think they could do, like, an all-star weekend type of thing. Yeah, like. Um, and introduce, you know, three-point shots. And I don't know about dunking. That could be dangerous. <laughs> now, you have become known, though, for some of your trick shots where you're falling out of court. Is that something you practiced? Or has that just come, Was it, you know, have you sort of brought that with your basketball background and those skills that you already had? Yeah, I think it's just, um, it's like a natural instinct mm-hmm. for me to just try and, put the ball up as I'm being pushed out of court or something, falling out of court. Um, not really something I've practised, but since I've started doing it, um, I've started, like, trying different shots. Like, I'll just mess around at the end of training or something and see what I can do I'm capable of. And if I'm in the situation during a game, then I'll try it. And if it works, it works. <laughs> Are you aware of how much enjoyment that brings fans? Um, I, yeah, I do see a lot of comments like on Instagram and stuff. And I think that like makes me want to do it even more. Like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I just think it's enjoyable. Like I would like to see somebody doing that. And, <laughs> you know, if I can do it for the crowd, I'll do it. <laughs> Great attitude. Love it. So Danelle, I want to change gears a little bit here and talk about the netball pathway in Australia. So how do you think we can get a better representation of Indigenous Australians in the netball pathway? Because there's 15% of AFL and AFLW who are Indigenous and 12% of NRL and NRLW who are Indigenous. So what do you think, and obviously in the Super Netball last season, uh, well, this season, well, yeah, the season's finished. Last season, Gemma Maimai was the only Indigenous Australian athlete who was playing Super Netball. So what are your thoughts on how we can get a better representation at the top 
and not even at the top level, just all the way through the pathway. Yeah, I think it's just, um, you know, making it a safe, a culturally safe environment. Um, I guess some, um, I don't don't know, this question always stumps me because, like, I I get it, but I sort of don't get it. Um, Because I I haven't really gone through the netball pathway, so I can't really say too much about it. But from what I've heard is, um, you know, just like it's... It's a bit of a hard question. Um, if you don't want to, t- uh, if you don't want to answer it, it's totally fine. Yeah, no, no, it's just trying to find the right words to sure, say. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I think Gemma cool. explains this really well, um, and she's been through the whole pathway, so she kind of knows. And even um, Beryl Friday, yep, they explain it really well, and like the improvements that Netball Australia and even grassroots netball can do. So. I think it would be better um, hearing it from them too because they've gone through the pro- through the pathways as well as well. Yep. No. Okay. That's a fantastic answer, and I think that just shows there's a lot of people who want to do the right thing, and really the only way to go about that is to include the people that have been through the pathway and been through the system and have an idea on how we can improve it and make it better. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Danelle, the big question that I've saved kind of for the end here is I don't expect to break any headlines out of this, but you're back in Australia. You've mentioned you're not going back over to Leeds in the UK. Yeah. What are your plans for next year? Is um, it a big secret? Hopefully, it's hopefully still playing that ball. <laughs> yeah. Where are you hoping to play? Um, well, I was just hoping to get a contract somewhere. Um, so... Yeah, I'm just waiting, waiting. Can't really say too much at the moment. Ooh, <laughs> Nettie. Uh, not exciting, although it's not very exciting. <laughs> Why not? Why is it not exciting? I'm sure it is. If you're playing somewhere here, uh, that's what we want to see. Yeah. You're it's, doing um, You're doing very well at not giving anything away. Yeah, say anything because, yeah, nothing's really happened just yet. Now, this wasn't set up, but I promise you the audio actually cut out when you answered that question. The Zoom just went all laggy and cut out. So that's a perfect time for you. Um, I can see that there's obviously something that we can't talk about yet, but exciting for all netball fans to know that hopefully we'll be able to see you at some level somewhere playing in Australia this year. Um, But, Danelle, I just wanted to thank you again for your time. Really appreciate it. And hopefully... We can see you in uh, a super netball dress sooner rather than later. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun.